guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. Have you tried getting away this summer? If so, you've undoubtedly noticed that travel prices are through the roof. Domestic airfare, it's taken off, up 34% this year compared to 2019. Car rental prices, they've hit the gas, up 20% between January and May of this year. Hotels, they're producing sleepless nights, up 36% from just last year. So what can a frugal traveler do? Well, that's what we're going to discuss today, getting the biggest bang for that travel buck. I'm your host, Stacey Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hello, Stacey. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. Hey, let's take off. And this week, we've got a very special guest. It is Lee Huffman from BaldThoughts.com and the host of the podcast, We Travel There. Welcome, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here. And Lee, the first thing I have to ask you is, what the heck is BaldThoughts.com? You knew that question had to be coming. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Uh, BaldThoughts.com, it's my, my primary travel website where I talk about how to use airline miles, hotel points, and other different strategies like that to be able to save money when you travel. And so I'm, I'm bald, uh, and so I think about a lot of things, and that just came up with bald thoughts. Now, so I, I just I looked at that. I got to embrace the, embrace the baldness and... You know. Yes, I, I can see right now reflections off my forehead, so I can pretty much qualify, <laughs> I think, for your website. But for those of, for those of us who have way too much hair, like Aaron or, or Miranda, can they also can can they also get onto your website? It's not just for bald people. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we don't discriminate against the people with hair, you know. So, but uh, <laughs> we do prefer people with baldness, you know. But uh, that's just how we roll. That, I think that sounds totally fair. Now, but do oh, seriously though, how how are you a travel expert? Tell, give, give us a little bit about your background. So uh, I used to work in financial services. I worked in banking for about twenty years. I uh, worked in financial services, also on the investment side. Um, and I'm frugal, you know. So it's I always wanted to be able to travel and go all over the world, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money. And so uh, I've had the Southwest Companion Pass every year since two thousand seven. And uh, that's one of the best benefits I've ever found uh, on the airlines because wherever you fly, your companion can fly for free. And we've been doing that type of travel uh, since my wife and I started dating. Uh, But the big thing was she wanted to go to Paris. And I said, baby, Southwest doesn't fly to Paris. (laughs) And so so that really kind of made me go into the whole uh, travel hacking and airline miles and hotel points world a little bit deeper. So that way I can figure out how to get my wife and me to Paris without spending a lot of money. And cool. uh, I was able to earn so many miles and points that we also brought her mom and our uh, two-year-old child. And we were able to fly there for free in uh, economy there and business class on the way back. So you wow, voluntarily cool. brought your mother-in-law and your two-year-old. <laughs> You're an interesting yeah, it person. Was, uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was an experience, you know, and it's pretty amazing. And now that uh, I have my son and a daughter now, Uh, I always look at it as my job as a parent is to introduce them to the world and make them the best kids possible. And by experiencing other cultures, experiencing other foods, other uh, ethnicities and everything else, I think just overall makes them a better person. I think you're right. I think that's that's awesome. So now, how long have you been doing the travel hacks? Uh, Well, I've I've been writing about thoughts for almost 10 years now. Uh, I've been doing all the travel hacking since 2006 and seven. And I've uh, been writing full-time about travel uh, after I left the corporate world four years ago. Cool. So you're going to tell us all and all of our listeners how we can fly around the world in, with deluxe accommodations for absolutely free. 
It's pretty close to free. Uh, <laughs> most airlines. <laughs> you stepped right into oh my, my trap. Oh my gosh! I'm really happy about that. <laughs> most airlines they do charge a little bit of taxes and fees. Like you know, if you fly domestically, you redeem your airline miles for a flight. They're going to charge you five dollars and sixty cents each way. Uh, if you fly internationally, sometimes different airlines and different uh, destinations charge taxes and fees as well. So it's not completely free, but you're probably going to save ninety percent plus. I, w- I was just saying that as a joke, and you actually are going to tell us how to travel for free. Well, b- before we go, before we before we get to in, in the specifics of that, Lee, tell me this: why why are prices surging so much? What's going on here? It's actually a culmination of several different issues. One, uh, obviously, when COVID happened, the airlines and hotels they were freaking out because people stopped traveling, right? And they have all these big expenses and very little revenue coming in at that time, and so. Uh, a lot of the airlines, they laid off or forcibly retired a lot of pilots and flight attendants and other crew. Uh, and then now that people are, the travel demand is surging, they're kind of left with the, the pants cut down uh, because they don't, they have all these people that want to fly and, and wanting to travel, but they don't have enough pilots. They don't have enough flight attendants to be able to staff all the different airlines, you know? And so that's, that's a big problem. Uh, and it's basically just simple economics at that point, you got to, Big demand, not enough supply, so prices have to go up. It, it's, does it make you hesitate to travel now when you read, you see all these news stories about planes being full and flights getting canceled and the nightmare lines at the airports? And in fact, to, to everyone on our panel, is it keeping you guys from going anywhere? I know you're, you're traveling right now, Miranda, right? Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm in Portland. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Well, yeah, I mean, just it's just part of it is, yeah, they're going to look at that. And you've got uh, rising fuel costs. There's all sorts of things happening right now. And kind of people just sort of all of a sudden collectively just decided, I think we're going to travel again <laughs> is what it, it, like what it feels like to me. And I don't think the hospitality industry was really ready for it. Um, but yeah, even in my town, like um, while I was in the middle of my move, I stayed in a hotel in my hometown and a hotel that would have cost $125 last summer a night, $125 a night last summer cost $175 or even $200 a night um, this summer. So it's just like there's just a lot going on, like Lee said. Well, at some point, it's going to keep people from traveling, isn't it? I mean, that's my hope because I, I don't want to get caught in an airport. I don't want to sleep on the floor of an airport. You know, it, it makes me a little nervous. Well, I've done some traveling this summer, and I really haven't had any problems, but some of my friends have. In fact, Aaron, he, he had a huge problem traveling from Hawaii, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Our plane got canceled on the way back. It was a big ordeal. We ended up sleeping in an airport and everything. It was uh, not fun. It was the first time it ever happened to us, too. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have issues with airlines. I mean, I, I got caught in an airport a few years ago coming back from uh, Grand Cayman. You know, we ended up sleeping in the airport lounge. But... One of the ways to protect yourself in case that happens is use a credit card that has travel protections like flight interruption or cancellation protection, uh, trip delay insurance, baggage delay insurance. Those types of uh, those type of protections uh, can cover you in case those situations arise. You know, so uh, like if your flight's delayed, uh, depending upon like which card you have, anywhere from six to twelve hours, or if you have to spend overnight, uh, those credit card benefits kick in and will pay you. Uh, or reimburse you for like some of your meals and maybe even staying at a hotel uh, instead of having to be able to sleep in the airport. I didn't even think of that. So uh, in fact, this is a good way to segue into some specific tips. 
mm-hmm. in fact, let, let me start off by saying, asking you this, Lee. What, what would be your single most important tip for those who want to travel on a budget? Being flexible uh, is one of the major keys. Uh, like, for example, when I lived in Southern California, I'm in Nashville now, but I used to live in Southern California for the, for the majority of my life. Uh, we have access to like six or seven different airports in the Southern California area. And one of my friends, they were looking to travel from uh, SoCal to Hawaii. And most people think of, oh, I'm going to go to LAX to fly. And with that, the cost would have been, I don't remember the exact numbers, but uh, I said, well, hey, instead of looking at that, because it is pretty expensive for you, I know San Diego to, to Hawaii is, is a, a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good route there as far as being able to save money. And he looked at it and he found prices that were, I think, $400 cheaper per person. So for his family of four, he saved $1,600 by going to an alternate airport. You know, so looking at alternate airports like here in Nashville, we only have one airport here, but I can drive an hour and a half south to be in Huntsville. I can drive four hours east to be in Atlanta. And so, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more inconvenient. But if it's going to save me a bunch of money and uh, make it so that way I can uh, fit that whole trip into my budget versus, you know, overspending, it might be worthwhile to drive that four hours. So you got that. Uh, also being flexible on your dates. Uh, you know, fortunately for me, I work for myself. I can work from home. Uh, I can work from anywhere. Actually, I can change my travel dates around. Not a problem, but you know, my wife doesn't have as much flexibility with her job. I don't have as much flex- flexibility with my, with my children's schedule due to school and sports. So it's a little bit more challenging. And I know a lot of people out there w- with their work, they have to request it from their boss, or maybe there's, you know, seniority issues as far as being able to get the different travel dates you want. And so sometimes you don't have that flexibility. So uh, it can be a challenge for some families out there. I got a, I got a question before ahead, we start. Ahead, um, so according to Hopper, um, airline tickets are down 25% since May. Yes. Um, so we're going into fall. Kids are going back to school. Um, is this a really good time to uh, to travel? And two, are people traveling more because uh, the dollar has uh, become better against uh, other currencies? Yeah, you got a couple different things. One, obviously, right now it's kind of that off-peak a sweet spot, right? Uh, like my kids started school August 1st. A lot of other kids in other schools start around like between now and September 1st. So there's um, you know less demand in that September and October timeframe. Uh, but once you start getting into November, December, that's when obviously there's a, a lot more demand for the holidays. So if you can book or even travel during this period right now, that's a great time. Um, generally, most airlines allow you to book up to 11 months in advance. The further out that you book, generally you're going to get a better deal. Or if you can book within like the, a week or two right before that flight, that's also a great time to book because, you know, once that plane takes off, if there's an empty seat, they can't recover that revenue. So they're going to try to find any amount of revenue they can generate to be able to fill that seat. So these are some tips. Oh, before I forget, though, at the beginning of this conversation, you said save up to 90%. That's a pretty mm-hmm. bold claim there. How are you saving 90%? Well, if you're using your airline miles to book a hotel, I mean, book a flight, say in the United States, uh, say if I'm going to fly to Miranda over there in Portland, I can use whatever miles at American or Delta or whoever uh, miles I want to use to be able to fly there. And when I fly, I'm only paying $5.60 in, in mandated taxes. So for a round trip, that's $11.20 versus that flight itself is easily going to be, you know, Three, four, five hundred dollars. So you got to generate lots and lots. And by the way, I'm I'm on your team because I I also am self-employed. I charge a ton 
on my American Express card every month yeah. for my business. So I have, I mean, I have giant miles, a million on two nice. different cards. But for those, of, for those folks out there listening who don't do that, you know, who are normal people and, and charge, you know, $200 a month, it, it, is the whole concept of points useless for them? No, not at all. Uh, there's a couple of different ways to, to earn miles and points, right? First off, getting a new credit card gives you a bunch of miles or points all at once. You're gonna gonna get the card, and you gotta spend generally you know, two, three, four thousand dollars in the uh, in the span of like three months. And for most people, by the time you pay for gas, uh, for your car, groceries, some utilities, those types of things, it's pretty easy to hit that that mark uh, and, and earn that bonus. Uh, banks do have rules now where they kind of limit the, your ability to be able to get a bunch of new cards. So I generally tell people to get one or two new cards every year based on where you want to travel, which airline or hotel that you favor, et cetera. Uh, so there's that. On top of that, there are programs where you can earn even, even more miles and points just for doing the daily activities you're doing right now because not everybody's ready to get a new card, right? Maybe your, your credit is not as good as you want it to be and you're trying to pay down debt and those types of things. Uh, maybe you're getting ready to, to refinance your home or buy a new house. You don't want any additional inquiries on your credit report. So you're gonna hold off there. So the other ways you can do things is whenever you shop online, and most of us shop online for the majority of things we do nowadays, right? Nobody wants to leave their house and it's rather, it's easy just to have things delivered to you. So instead of going directly to like say target.com, you go to a website like a cashback monitor and type in target and it'll show you all the opportunities to be able to earn airline miles, hotel points, or cash back for that transaction. Interesting, so, I never heard of this before. Say it again. Uh, cashbackmonitor.com. So it's basically like an Expedia for your online shopping. It'll show you, here's all the different places that you can earn cash back, miles and points. And if you, if you kind of drill down a little bit further and get a little nerdy about it, it'll actually kind of show you the trends of over time, uh, what are the rewards that you've earned? Is, this, is now a good time to buy? Or if you have flexibility on when you're gonna buy something, Maybe you wait and the, the bonuses are going to be a little bit higher. So you have that. Um, and so generally, uh, if you have like a preferred airline, like, you know, I like Southwest is one of my favorites. Uh, you just bookmark uh, Cashback Monitor or you actually just bookmark the website for uh, the Southwest Rapid Rewards uh, shopping portal. And every time you go shopping, just click on that bookmark. And then there you go. You're going to be able to earn extra miles and points on, on your purchases. Awesome. Uh, obviously, uh, back to school is happening right now. Uh, and other holidays, obviously, we talked about, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving. As you get closer to certain holidays, uh, in addition to earning the regular bonuses there, sometimes they have additional spending bonuses based on, hey, back to school, if you spend $500 through our portal, we'll give you some additional bonuses. So not only are you earning the rewards from your card, you're earning the, the rewards from the portal. And then sometimes you can earn bonuses based on, certain times of the year. So that's a that's a fantastic way to get extra miles for something that you're already doing anyways. Cool. Uh, I just want to know, let the, I, our listeners know that that, uh, that cashback thing was not a, uh, a slide in commercial or anything. Like we're, not, we're not endorsing it. We're just letting people know about it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I was hoping we were going to make money on something. <laughs> I guess not. You know what, you guys, this is a perfect interruption here, though, because we got to do a, a quick, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Lee, I got a whole bunch of uh, apps I want to ask you about. Uh, sure. on the other side of this break. But folks, he's bald, he's frugal, and he's going to be right back right after this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're back. I just amuse myself sometimes, Lee. I can't help it. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, so we, we, we're going to 
talking about some tips, and I wanted to ask you specifically about some apps that I read about. Uh, some mm -hmm. of these I've used, some I haven't, um, but to, to get your thoughts on them. I was reading an article sure. in the New York Times the other day, and it quoted Brian Kelly, the, the points guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and now he recommended, th and this is something new to me, he said do not book through a third-party uh, booking service like um, what was it called? Priceline or any of like those things. Like Orbitz, yeah. Orbitz, yeah. And he, and he said the reason why is because if something goes wrong, you, then you've got an extra person you have to deal with. If you, if you buy directly from the hotel, for example, then you know, if something goes wrong, you can contact the hotel and it's one less layer that you have to go through. Or if you'd buy directly from an airline. Have you, do you agree with that, Lee? No, absolutely. Uh, sometimes you're going to find some savings with some of those sites. But again, like you said, you have complexities if there are problems that, that go on. Um, additionally, for those of us with a, with hotel status, you know, elite status, that if you book through a third party, they won't give you the points, the rewards, your benefits, as far as like upgrades and free breakfasts and all those other types of things, if you book with a third party. So, uh, you have to kind of weigh the, the difference there, right? Okay. Maybe I'm saving $10 on the reservation, but I'm not going to get the points. I'm not going to get the state credits. I'm not going to get my benefits. It doesn't make sense to, to book through that third party. And again, in case there is a problem, then it just ma magnifies the issue. I mean, I, I had an issue for, for spring break. I booked, a, I booked a rental car through Priceline. And, um, you know, my wife's work schedule changed. We ended up coming back, uh, arriving, I think, two days later because we had to change the schedule around. And I had booked a rental car for the entire week. And when we got there, our car wasn't there. And they're like, well, sorry, we gave your car away. I said, well, I paid for the car for the entire week, whether I'm using it for five days or seven days, I paid for it. It should be my car. The car should, should be there. And I said, sorry, you know, we wait 24 hours. And after that, then uh, all your money is gone. What? And neither Priceline nor the rental car agency would refund my money. Oh, my God. No. So you never got the money back? Nope. And I disputed with a credit card company. And they said, sorry, that, you know, it's part of the terms and agreement, terms That's and conditions of the agreement that... That's just how it works. Whoa. So I had to pay double basically for the car because I had to rent a car and I was stuck with like a really small car and we we're going snowboarding. We got all our snowboard equipment and everything else. And so is that I similar to the, I won't is that that similar to the reason why airlines oversell uh, seats? Well, and they know so that people, people aren't going to show up. Out? Yeah. So they, they'll book like an extra couple people because they want to generate that revenue and, and fill every seat as possible, as much as possible. Miranda, I can tell you're dying to say something over there because you're you're a huge traveler, you're traveling even as we speak. Uh, what what would you say your favorite tip is for frugal travel? Yeah, so well, okay, so I am not nearly as good at the travel hacking as Lee is. <laughs> so for me, so for me, like I mean, convenience is my biggest my biggest thing. So I'm actually willing to pay a little bit extra for a better flight or a better time. Or something like that, or um, to avoid American Airlines, and so like I'll pay a little extra. <laughs> yeah, not, um, so, not an American Airlines fan, huh? Oh, they messed me over good a couple times. At any rate, um, but no, I think, um, but I think you know what Lee's talking about is just you know looking at you know when you can go. Um, I personally, uh, for me personally, I like trying to go during um, shoulder season. Uh, which is a really great time. This is basically the time between main times, right? And when you live in an area like I do where you're kind of um, a little bit farther north, 
where you can say like, okay, this is the time between the end of summer and the beginning of like winter sports season, right? So uh, sometime toward the end of September through the beginning of November. And so I like traveling then. Prices are usually very, are usually lower. Um, like Lisa though, this doesn't work very well if you want to bring your kids with you because they're in school. Um, but for me, my son is 20. Well, he will be 20. And so I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about school schedules anymore. And, um, and I can just kind of take off. So I think looking at the times when you're likely to get a better deal, um, it's, it's, and, and there, there are times like that where they're encouraging people to come, you get lower prices on hotel rooms during these shoulder seasons, uh, you know, you avoid travel during spring break. I mean, if you want to go on a cruise, spring break is the worst time to go. Um, <laughs> and interestingly enough, I've noticed in the last few years, I used to go on a Christmas cruise and be uh, on cruises at Christmas time. And prices for Christmas cruises have gone up in recent years as more people are starting to do the same kind of thing. But a few years ago, it was great. So kind of look around and look at different times of year and look for trends, look for trends and, you know, what are the prices doing? Uh, what can you expect? And then can you make your travel work with that? That makes sense. Oh, let, let me go over a few more of these apps, uh, Lee and, and, and Miranda and Aaron. I want to see if you guys have heard of these. Okay. I've used this one before. Seat Guru. Do you know that? Seat Guru? Absolutely. So this helps you find the best seat on the airplane. You tell it what kind of airplane you're going to be flying on. It tells you where the best seats are. And it tells you where not to sit also. Uh, so that, that's a pretty cool thing that I've used before. Um, and you use that too, Lee? I do. Yeah. I mean, again, most of the time I fly Southwest, so it's not, you don't really get to pick your seats ahead of time. You're kind of stuck with whatever's available by the time your, your boarding position is. But if you're flying on American or any of the other major legacy carriers, you're able to pick your seats. And yeah. especially, you know, if you are doing something like a premium cabin, maybe you're redeeming some uh, business class uh, for a business class or first class flight based on that, then you're going to want to look and see what the configuration is of the plane. Sometimes you think the, the two seats are next to each other and maybe there's an aisle in between you or one of you is facing the wrong direction or, or whatever. And it's, it's first world problems to have, obviously. Uh, you're still sitting in a, a pretty amazing seat, but... You know, it can really kind of in interact uh, the experience for you and say you're traveling with a spouse or close friend or whatever, uh, and you're not able to kind of enjoy the flight as much as possible. So, now, but here, you want to be able to avoid sitting next to the bathroom or yeah. other diff different types of things like that. Yeah. Um, now, if you're coming back from Mexico, you might want to be sitting next to the bathroom. You never know. But <laughs> anyway, um, how about, <clears throat> excuse me, how about uh, this one? This just happened to me the other day. I was flying to New York. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, and, um, you know, you know, the plane's not there. You're supposed to be boarding in five minutes, but there's no plane there. Mm -hmm. So you look out the window and, you know, and they're not telling you anything, right? They're just letting you sit there. And every now and then they'll go, look, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to be boarding our flight yet because our flight's not here. Well, you know, there's this, uh, and I have not used these before flight aware and flight mm -hmm. radar 24. It's called F flight aware and flight radar 24. These are two apps. And they tell you exactly where the plane is, its precise location. So you can see if that plane is really taxiing toward the, the terminal or is still over Omaha. Uh, you know, so, so that's kind of useful. Have you ever, you ever heard of those two apps? Yeah, absolutely. So basically what they do is they, instead of just focusing on your flight specifically that's departing from your location, they're letting you know where that plane came from. Hmm. You know? And so uh, unfortunately, because there is such uh, little capacity in the kind of the airline system there, uh, it can very easily create a, a ripple effect where a problem in another destination can affect flights all across the country, you know? And so 
uh, if you are having problems, it's good to know what's happening with your plane. And if there's a problem ahead, then you can get first in line as far as talking to the airline, uh, the gate agent or a customer service and saying, hey, I see there's a problem. My, my plane is stuck in wherever and we're not our, our flight isn't going to leave when it's supposed to leave. I need to get to my destination because of whatever reasons. And that way you can talk to them about switching flights before everybody else finds out. And next thing you know, all the capacity is gone for you to be able to get on a, a different flight. Yeah. No, th this next one is my favorite. I haven't used it. I just read about it, but I'm going to use it next time I travel. It's called TripIt. And mm -hmm. these are all free apps, by the way, folks, mm -hmm. those of you who are yeah. listening, this, these are all free. So TripIt, you put all your travel stuff in one folder in your email. So when you get your rental reservations for your car and your, and your hotel, and this can get really complicated, especially if you're like me, really good looking, but not very bright. My stuff gets all <laughs> scattered throughout my emails. I can't find any of it. And, you know, there, and then I'm at some hotel trying to figure out where's my real You know, I just get really confused really easily. So if, if I put all my travel stuff in one folder in my email, this automatically goes through your folder, through your travel folder, actually go through any of your, all your folders on your email, find anything travel related and put it in an organized fashion so that, so that it's all in the right order. And that seems like a really beneficial thing to me. I haven't tried it, but I'm going to. Have you heard of that, Lee? Oh, I've, I've been using TripIt for oh, have probably you? a decade. And they have a free version as well as like a, a premium version. For the most people, the free version is going to work just fine for you. And it's uh, as cool as I just described? Absolutely. And so if you sync up your Gmail account with it, it'll automatically pull reservations. Um, but if you have other different types of email, like say your corporate email or whatever, you could just forward the, the reservation to TripIt and it'll automatically compile your, your trip together. Uh, I love it because, you know, it's your planes, your trains, your hotels, your events, you know, all those different reservations could all go in there. And then a lot of times we were just talking about, you know, finding out if your plane is, is delayed or whatever. Sometimes I'll get notifications from TripIt faster than I do from the airline, letting me know that my flight's delayed or that uh, what gate I'm going to be at or whatever. Uh, one of the other ways that I really love using TripIt is that sometimes we organize like group trips where you know, like my brother or my brother-in-law or the friends are traveling with us, we all forward our reservations together. That way everybody knows where everybody's staying, everybody knows what everybody's flight plans are. So that way you can uh, say coordinate getting a shuttle from the from the airport instead of everybody doing their own thing, you can say, okay, hey, I know we're all kind of arriving about the same time, uh, you know, let's get a shared shuttle. Or I already know when you're arriving, I'm gonna to try to book a flight that's either the same flight or arriving around the same time. That way we can all kind of uh, go together and, and kind of have a shared experience. Very cool. I'm, I'm surprised you know all these things. I don't know why you would be surprised <laughs> you're the expert, but I just never heard of it and I definitely need it. Boy, do I need yeah. that app and I'm gonna get it. Okay, um, lost luggage, use wireless trackers like Tile or Apple's AirTag. Do you do that? I'm team carry on, so I don't yeah, have to worry too. about that stuff. Me too. I, so. I, mean, I haven't checked a bag in years. I've, I've been especially because, like, when I used to work in corporate in the corporate world, we'd have you know limited vacation times, right? So we would do a lot of like weekend trips, and mm -hmm. I didn't want to waste time or energy waiting for a bag, arriving early to be able to check the bag. I didn't, or you know, there's problems where my bag gets lost or delayed. I didn't want to deal with any of those issues. So I'm team carry on as much as possible, even when we had like young children. But for those that you know need a variety of shoes, don't know what they're going to wear. I knew you were thinking of your wife. I was too. <laughs> <laughs> but that, so that is a handy tags. thing to do, I guess. Right. And in fact, Aaron and I were in Hawaii together for my 10-year anniversary just a couple months ago, 
uh, along with a bunch of our friends. And we did have carry-on then. Uh, I'm sorry, we did have checked luggage then. And man, it's it's like so nerve-wracking every time that carousel. It you know, there's no luggage at all, and then this luggage starts pe- you know kept trickling out, and then you're saying they're just sure your luggage is going to be lost. I just For hate sure. that whole thing. I'm gonna I, I'm just gonna buy clothes rather than than check them. I'll tell you. <laughs> I will say this that. Uh... I believe it's both Delta and and Alaska offer this benefit. If your bags are more than, I think it's 20 minutes late, something like that, um, we can look it up and, and, and figure it out. But uh, basically, if your bags are, are more than a certain amount late, then what will happen is you can submit a claim and you'll get extra miles for, for your bags being oh, late. Oh, that's, that's cool. I did no, not that's know cool. that. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, another interesting fact that uh, a couple of airports, people were complaining about their bags always being late. So what they did is they redesigned part of the airport to make it a longer walk from when you got off the plane to when you arrived at the carousel. So that way it reduced the complaints. Because, well, isn't that useful? Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. You walk farther. Why don't they just have those, wa- r- those walkways going the wrong direction? So you have to like run. And get... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, one more thing, and then I'll be, and then I'll be done talking about apps because this is really supposed to be about saving. But uh, hotel reservations. Now, downloading the hotels app, which I've learned. This is something I do. Um, it, now, what I read, though, that surprised me. It says large brands let you check in via the app, which I knew. And the sooner you do, the sooner your room will be ready. I did not know that. And and so I've uh, done this. You know, I, I actually just did it a few weeks ago when we were in New York. Uh, I checked in via the app. The room still wasn't ready, but I didn't know it was going to be ready sooner if I checked in sooner via the app. Did you guys know that? Yeah, so this happens to me all the time. Uh, like I check in when once it tells me check in is available. Once the app tells me check in is available, I check in, and a lot of the time I get a message saying my room is ready at like twelve p.m. or one p.m. And so I just head on down. And if there's a digital key involved, I don't even have to stop at the front desk. I can just go straight to my room and unlock it with my phone. It sounds um, like an incentive to get people to use the app. Yeah, yeah but it's a good incentive it, if you get it there, works. Right? I mean, yeah. so yeah, so I've been able there've been lots of times where I've been able to check in, you know, 3 hours early and just go to my room and it's great because then I get settled sooner and then I can go do something else. Yeah, and I would something. say this is oh, with uh, with being able to check in or even check out late. Um mm-hmm. if you have the air, if you have the hotel's credit card, especially one of the more premium cards, you get automatic status with the with the mm-hmm. hotel. And with that, generally one of the benefits is being able to check in early. And so by knowing that you're an elite member, they will work on getting a room for you available first versus anybody else. So, and you know, another thing I was going to say too, Lee, which probably also applies. In fact, I, I, I'm a Bonvoy member. Um, and uh, I was able to check out at 5 PM uh, mm-hmm. in New York when I was there and also could help my friends. They wanted to check out cause we had late flight, you know, we had nothing else to oh, do. Sure. Uh, and and that helped them too to have that premium membership. Uh, so, so to back up here to to the beginning, you got these apps are cool, but uh, to get cheap hotels and cheap airfare, uh, it seemed like in the beginning you were saying you know these Expedia's and the hotels dot com and stuff. These things are kind of going the wayside as they're not the thing to go to because you may not get a hotel room, you may not get on that flight. Uh, so what is the ultimate thing? Seemed to be. Uh, points on credit cards is this the ultimate way that you're going to save yeah that's to me that's the best way to save money when you're fl- when you're traveling is using your miles and points um, a lot of people will look at the miles and points and they'll say oh, i don't have enough to book the entire trip 
you know, and the average person doesn't necessarily spend enough, you know, or do enough activities to be able to pay for an entire trip for a family of four or whatever to go someplace. I look at it as it's a still a win if you can pay for say two, three, four nights of your trip with points, or, you know, you can pay for like one way to, you know, for your family to go, or even just pay for a couple members of your family using those points and still then pay cash for the rest. So even if you save 500 or a thousand dollars on a trip, that's still a huge savings for the majority of people out there. Cause um, my wife uses hotels.com quite a bit. And she told me that she's looked at a bunch of other ones and they're the only ones still that offered you like a free night. And we don't yeah. stay at the Marriott's. We don't stay at the Hilton's. We don't stay at these other ones. We try to find these like in between hotels. That like are, the Notel you know, Motel? Yeah, the Notel Motel. And even <laughs> though you, you, you spend enough nights there, you end up getting a free night somewhere. Sure, sure. Um, Hotels.com has a really good program as far as, uh, you know, you can book with anybody on their platform. It doesn't matter if it's Marriott or Hilton or, or whoever. So that's a great way of doing it. And uh, your 10th night is free. And what they do is they take a they take a look at the average of like the the previous nights that you spent, uh, and then that's the credit they give you towards booking the next free night. So say if you spend an average of two hundred dollars, the room is three hundred that you're going to book, you get two hundred dollars credit towards that three hundred dollar room. So right. it, it's great uh, as far now, as let that me goes. ask you and, this. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, Lee. Finish your thought. No, I was going to say one of the things. If you have their credit card, then uh, the spending that you do also counts towards earning those free nights uh towards you know getting a free oh night. you mean a hotels.com credit card yeah oh okay well. but let, let's say that i want to book directly uh but mm -hmm. i don't know what hotels are there i'm, I'm going to charlotte I mean, i've never been there sure. before um uh, so can i use one of these like a travelocity to see what hotels are there and then call them directly is, is that is that a way i could do that to find out what hotels are available to me is that is that something you would recommend yeah, absolutely. So if you are traveling to a destination you're not that familiar with, or maybe you're kind of open to what the possibilities are, uh, then absolutely like, you go into like Expedia or Travelocity or whoever, see what the universe of, of hotels are. Because although I love miles and points, that sometimes they don't have that hotel brand right. at that destination. Like we went to St. Kitts in 2019, there was only a Marriott and a Hyatt there. And so even if I had 5 million Hilton points, sorry, you can't redeem them because there's no look, there's no hotel there. And so it's good to know what is available when you're trying to do your, like your vacation planning. And on top of that, maybe the brand is there, but it's a Holiday Inn Express and you, it's your anniversary, you wanna be able to kind of spoil your spouse with something a little bit higher end. And you know, Holiday Inn Express is a good brand and everything like that, but most people aren't going to be, you know, impressed with, hey, baby, I, I booked us a room at the Holiday Inn Express, <laughs> you know, so so you want to be able to know, OK, what are my options there within this brand? You know, and that's that's a good way to do it is be able to, to look at one of those more generic sites and then kind of whittle down your choices based on that. Cool. And yet one, one thing I always do, too, and I always have done and these guys have heard me say it before, too. I always ask for a better deal when I get to a hotel. Uh, that, that is, even if I booked it with points, I ask for a better room. Every time, every time, because why not? As you said, with, sure. with flights, Lee, uh, that, that room that's not used is of no use mm -hmm. to them whatsoever. So, you know, if nobody's staying in the Elvis suite, might as well put me in there, you know, because it ain't going to get used tonight. So I, I always ask. And, and you'd be surprised, especially if you're really pleasant, which I am. I mean, I try to make people laugh, you know, because you know, these guys have a hard job. You know, same thing with Absolutely. their airlines. The, the nicer you are. You'll, you might find yourself in first class one day just by just with a smile.
and you might find yourself in the Elvis suite the same way. So I, I would say there's a stronger likelihood of getting a, a room upgrade than there is getting a, an upgrade on your flight. Uh, no nowadays with, <laughs> with the flights, they'd rather it just be empty than uh, give it to somebody just because they're being nice. Uh, most of the time, if they are going to upgrade somebody, they're going to upgrade somebody that's an elite that's spending a lot of money yeah. with the airline. Uh, but as far as the hotels go, whenever I book something, I'm always celebrating something. Uh, I'm celebrating my wife's birthday, my birthday, anniversary. Are you lying, uh, Lee? Are you, you know, are, you are you telling them a lie? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm always celebrating something. Oh, okay. I'm celebrating. <laughs> I thought you were just saying you would just say whatever. <laughs> no, know? no, no. I I find just... a reason to celebrate. I'm celebrating that my wife and I get a, a finally get a night away from our kids. Okay. You know, whatever <laughs> the reason you're celebrating, give them a reason. And a lot of times you'll get like something nice uh, in your room or an upgrade or a bottle of champagne or whatever yeah. when you check in. Cool. I've tried the, I just got out of prison and it doesn't work at all. Don't do that. <laughs> you know what you guys, we're, we're out of time. It is my fault. We ran way over. Anybody have any really last, last minute important ideas that we need to, we need to tell our listeners anything really important. I would say the last thing is, you know, I love you with the miles and points, but you don't want to spend all that time and effort earning them and then let them, you know, expire, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it was like anything else, whether it's your personal finances or your miles and points or whatever it is, if you don't track it, you can't measure it. Uh, one of the mm -hmm. apps, you're talking about apps, one of the apps I always use is called Award Wallet. And there's I'll some other that. ones that have come out since then. But Award Wallet, basically you enter in your login information for all your different airlines and hotels and other loyalty programs put your information in there, it'll track all your miles and points for you and let you know every week they'll send you an email saying, hey, here's how many miles and points you've earned or how many you've redeemed this week. And by the way, here's some things that are getting ready to expire. Make sure you use them before they expire. Cool. Awesome. In that case, we'll go ahead and shut it down. But I, I want you guys to remember, though, that uh, my mind travels. See, we were talking about traveling. My mind travels. So we didn't get to cover everything we needed to. But the good news is, that uh, everybody on this podcast has links to lots more information. In any case, though, we're out of time. We're never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find lots of links. And remember, if your goal is to make more to spend less, retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is mirandamarquette.com. And, of course, you want to see Lee at his website. He's bald. And his website is baldthoughts.com. Got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest? Email us. Hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, then do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. It takes you two seconds. Helps us, though. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacey Johnson. I'm Miranda Marquette. And my website's going to be called Hair Fair. <laughs> As it should be. And Lee, thanks again so much for, for showing up. You're a wonderful guest. We hope to have you back. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you right here next time. <laughs>